0: Welcome in, you are listening to another episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz, 30 and 30, day number 24, the 24th of March, six days out from the old birthday, we are nearly through these episodes. Now it is the 16th of March when I'm recording this, so as I've said I've been recording them in batches and I'm just trying to stay ahead and keep up to dates that I do not fail on my goal to get one out every day because I've got a very busy end to March coming up. Uh, including weddings and just works getting busier and podcasts I've got to do at night time and different things. So I'm trying to squeeze them in where I can. But uh, interestingly, today I've uh, just been releasing over the last couple of days, you'll remember back to the podcast about saving 40% of your income and also stacking 40, oh, stacking $100,000. Now I put some social media content out about the 40% method and the tactic of saving 40%. And today we've had someone. If you can save more than fifteen percent of your salary, you aren't an average New Zealander anymore. Living expenses are so high that it's just unrealistic to tell most people to, serve, or to save that amount of their paycheck. And to uh, this person's credit, like I, I agree, um, it, it is really hard, and it's not for the average New Zealander. And I've basically gone back and said, correct. But I started as an average. But I started as average and then decided to change that and these lessons are about how I did that. So I guess it's a good time to remind you listening that some of these things are very, 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 very hard to do and I've tried and failed along my journey in life and um, I've taken you through some of the failures, I've taken you through some of the things that haven't worked for me, I've taken you through some of the things that have worked for me and that's what these lessons are about is the, the progress and the journey and what I can actually hang my hat on and say, hey, this has really worked for me and this has really helped for me. So I dare say that this person has seen this piece of content on Instagram but they haven't actually watched the, uh, or listened to the podcast, sorry, to get the context of how you could get yourself to actually think about saving 40% of your income. And to go back to the start of this podcast and the song, this is a song that I have saved to my playlist, and I have a playlist of a heap amount of songs, but this is something I saved, and I would sing uh, all the time, especially whilst driving to meetings, and I would put it on, and it only goes for a couple of minutes, and it's just a, a, it was a reminder for me that my time, was, my time was coming where I didn't need to worry as much about being broke, and that was a really good feeling. don't even know how to pronounce the singer's name of this song but it's called a dollar a day if you do want to look it up and chuck it in your playlist when you know that you're getting closer to breaking the back of some of those uh years that have been fucking tough and you want to leave them behind you and I would um yeah I would crank that pretty loud in the car and and sing it to myself and I guess um you know I've talked to you a few times along this journey around talking to myself and I think when we grow up we're sort of taught that if you talk to yourself you're probably Use the word crazy and a psycho or something like that. But I've actually found that talking to myself is a a really good way to get back in control of some of my thinking. And I do it when exercising and digging in to do a bit of extra work um, and to make myself do things that I don't ordinarily want to do and to sort of control my character. So if I was to, if you to think about yourself playing a PlayStation game, you're usually controlling a character, right? And you tell the character what to do with your controller. Well. I sort of see myself sometimes like that character and you have to, someone has to tell it what to do and usually we get told by everyone else what to do. There's no difference between us telling ourselves what to do. Hey, Luke, go and clean your bloody teeth. You know you need to get it done. Yeah, okay. Oh, I can't be bothered doing that. That's when you hear those types of things and you override it. It's like get up, take 40 seconds and just clean your bloody dentures because you're going to save yourself in the long run from those trips to the dentist. So uh, maybe... Talking to yourself isn't as bad as what uh, people made it out to be when we were growing up. But again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am crazy, and maybe people that talk to themselves are crazy. Who knows? But I think often these things are taken out of context, just as perhaps this person is who has listened to the content around the, oh, sorry, seen the the story around the 40%, uh, only a recent follower, and they probably haven't listened to the podcast to understand how we were thinking about adding on extra income and how we could do that and thinking differently and... Um, how the 10% saving tactic may not necessarily work. But of course, we are in a time where it is very hard to get ahead as such because the cost of living and inflation is here and you've heard me bang on about that time and time again. Now, to get into today's lesson, today's lesson is about the top tax bracket. Now, when I started working, uh, there wasn't a... Well, sorry, when I started my business... There wasn't a 39% tax bracket. Now the 39% tax bracket came in the 1st of April, 2021, and what it meant or said is that anybody who earns over $180,000 of income will be taxed at 39% on their income above $180,000. As an example, if you earn $200,000, $20,000 so 200 grand minus $180. Is going to be 20k and that's going to be taxed at 39%. So you're not going to get taxed at 39% on your total income, just the income above 180,000. Now, when they introduced this, they thought that it was around 2% of the working population that this was going to impact. And some of you have probably heard the saying and can resonate with the sayings and content and kind of memes and stuff about being a one percenter. And for Phil and I, in our business, that is something that we sort of uh, have as a bit of a a mantra and a reminder to try and do the things that 99% of people won't and that 1% of people will. So I thought, well, here's a new goal for me. I should be targeting the 2% tax bracket, shouldn't I? And uh, yeah, that top, top 2%. Now, interestingly, this assumption or data sort of back from 2019 so now that we are nearly through the entire 2022 financial year which is the first financial year whereby we've had the 39% tax bracket the IRD have a heap more data because they collect data from businesses and employers every week or every two weeks because they are filing payroll returns to say hey this is who we're paying and this is uh, how much income they have. Now, Now that they've got more data they actually realized that they significantly undercooked it just about by a third and i think roughly they thought that around 80 odd thousand people would be earning over $180,000 and be getting taxed at 39% but there's actually 44,000 more people than they expected to be in that top tax bracket now if we go back to some of the earlier lessons and think about rich people and how they're assholes and those types of things, we, you know, it's very easy for us not to worry about the top tax bracket because it's like, well, that's not going to impact me and who really cares and all those types of things and they've got plenty of money, so fuck them, they can pay it and we, we carry on. So you're not going to lose like a whole heap of voters, are you? Because you haven't got a huge percentage of the population sitting above 2%. But you'll remember the other day when I was talking about American content and if you were to tell a lot of Americans that, especially successful Americans, that a high earner in New Zealand or the top tax bracket was $180,000, i would imagine some people would probably laugh. Um, but that is just the difference in scale between their country and our country. So the lesson I think there is just to look outside of our bubble and our own systems and our own groups that we work in at times to see what might real or what might be possible out there because a lot of Americans will target million dollar incomes in New Zealand that would be very very amazing to be able to achieve that and to have a million dollar income and you know you'd be in a very small percentage of the population but it is very achievable in different industries and there are there are people doing it but we can kind of get lost because we can find out things like okay well the uh, tax bracket goes up to $70,000 and then it becomes 33%. And so then you kind of think, well, well, a 70 grand income must be a massive income. But of all the time, all the while, of course, the governments and whatnot, they're printing more money, they're putting more money into supply, the, the dollar's getting devalued, it's becoming worth less, things are becoming more expensive, and so we need more money to be able to stay ahead and to be able to save and to be able to invest and to be able to store money and actually get ourselves ahead and keep up with the property, uh, prices and things like that so you know don't get caught in looking at tax brackets as kind of the ultimate um, targets for what a huge amount of income is and then comparing yourself to, uh, to other people or to what statistics or data are in those even though I was basically saying that that's kind of what I was chasing trying to get into that top 2% really you know it's a great way to then put a cap on yourself because you should be ch- uh, you should be chasing your potential And I've taught you time and time again that money exchanges hands when value exceeds price. And what that means is that the more value you bring to the market, the more likely you are to get paid more. I saw a great post, and I'll probably do a keep the change on this, from an employer saying to his entire team, hey, we are looking for three people, roles A, B, and C. If you can help us find one of these people, we'll give you a $3,000 payment. Now, he was asking on LinkedIn do you think this is a good idea and when I looked at it it was relatively fresh content so it didn't have a whole heap of people commenting yet and I just thought I bet there's some people that won't like this but uh, when I did look at it most people were sort of saying yep that's um, that's great and, and what that is is an example of how you can bring value to the person you work for or the environment you're in in order to get rewarded further and to get paid something So, you know, I don't know, but there'd probably be people that work at that business and they might have to work for two weeks to earn $3,000 or maybe even three weeks. I I don't know. I don't really know enough about that business. But look at this, this CEO, this boss, the person that runs this business, they are saying, if you can find me person A, I will give you $3,000 because they are obviously desperate to hire person A, B, and C. So don't just think about money and value in a per hour unit, because that's sort of what we get taught as soon as we go to work. What am I going to get paid per hour? What's the hourly rate? What's the, minimum, what's the minimum wage now per hour? Per hour this, per hour that, you know, um, when you go to a doctor, oh, what are they going to charge you per hour? Or the physio and, oh, what, what if you get this job and become an accountant or a lawyer, what are they going to charge per hour? You know, fuck all of that. It's, it's obviously important, but it's ingrained in us, but look at what this person is basically saying. To his staff, if you can help me solve my problem, I will give you three thousand dollars in return it 's not hey, you know if you can do it you, you can come and work in that job for three weeks and do or three months or three weeks sorry and and uh, and try and do do that, then you 'll get paid per the hour it's purely this is what the value is to me, and this is what I will pay in return so think about that when you are in your role or when you are um, networking and you can see people that need problems solved, ask them what the value is to have those problems solved and then see if you can make a dollar doing it. And it doesn't just need to be the job that you're working in. Perhaps you've got friends in business or you've got friends that have got problems or um, you, you're just watching on Facebook and looking at what people are different, doing, uh, different people are doing and they're saying they've got uh, X, Y, Z that they need solved and ask them, hey, what, what's it worth if I can solve this for you and, and ask the brave question. So we've got to be prepared to ask sometimes and and just think about value a little bit differently. Now, back to the top tax bracket. So we know that it's 39% for income above 180000 right? And we know that 44,000 more people than expected are actually going to be in that tax bracket. And interestingly, we've never collected more tax as a nation. So I think to 30 November 2021 compared to 30 November 2020, the tax take was up 16%. Part of that will be because of this 39% tax rate, and also part of it will be because the 19 year to 20 might not have been as good um, because, or that sorry, the 30 November 20 year might not have been good as the year following that because of COVID and different lockdowns and people kind of freaking out and all the different things that sort of happened in that time, but also because the tax bracket was was starting to creep as such where people are asking to be paid more and then they're sneaking into a higher tax bracket due to the cost of uh, inflation and and the cost of labour and all those different types of things. But anyway, there we go. There's just some, some geeky stats for you if you're interested. Now, being an accountant, it is very interesting people's attitude as tax rates go up because we probably don't want to pay more tax, do we? And some people would suggest that, well, that's what an accountant's job is, is to ensure that their clients are not paying tax. But let me assure you, it is very hard to remove tax from someone's life. There are definitely ways to minimise tax for business owners, but if you've listened to some of the earlier podcasts from Keep the Change, you'll know that the reason that we have tax-deductible expenses is to encourage people to work in areas of the economy that the government can't service, and so that's why they sort of create incentives by making things tax deductible in order to encourage people to have a crack at them, and that means that you know a business owner can claim their expenses for their car or for some meals or some travel, uh, going to meetings or maybe they're doing some um, some continued professional development and they've got to do some learning courses. Those types of thing, types of things become deductible expenses and they're not necessarily deductible for someone on a PAYE salary. If I were in power, I would look to change that. I would look to change um, that for people that aren't in a business and that are in uh, a PAYE role. I'd love to see people be able to pay for counselling and have some of that tax deductible, even if they're investing in themselves and educating themselves and upskilling themselves. I don't see why it should be different. But anyway, that is a, a rabbit hole, and plenty of people would disagree with me on that, and they have previously, but... That's just kind of where I stand with that stuff. Um, But that's sort of the advantage of being able to claim some of your expenses as a business. But there's no real ways to just, like people, you'll read in the media like, oh, this person paid no tax and stuff. And some of that stuff like does happen, but it is pretty rare. Most of our clients, for instance, will assess how much profit they have and then they'll usually get that profit and that will go under their own personal Um, name and they'll need to pay tax on it and work out what that tax is and they'll pay as they go and everyone hates paying tax especially as they start becoming more successful it's like oh for fuck's sake you know how can we keep this down and, and how can I pay less tax but it's just like a never never ending combo just one of those combos that's like oh fuck like do we have to have this combo again come on you know what about the old saying there's three things in life fucking death and taxes and something else I don't even know what the saying is but you know, everyone's heard that shit. And it just begets, it gets a bit boring because what happens as you start to progress too is you realise why am I worried about paying more tax? Why am I not focused on doing the things that I can control? And if you're gonna whinge on the phone for twenty minutes about paying tax, wouldn't you be better to pick up the phone and do ten or five cold calls in that time? and try and earn back the tax that you're about to lose. And that's obviously one way to look at it, but uh, a lot of people get caught in the trap of thinking, okay, I'm going to spend a dollar to save 39 cents in tax. And so we'll get clients, and we'll get non-clients asking us, like, oh, I might buy a bloody 100 grand vehicle. And we're like, okay, well, that's not going to decrease your tax. Like, oh, what, I thought I could write that off my tax. You're like, oh, God, now I've got to explain depreciation and how uh, a vehicle... Uh, doesn't necessarily decrease your your taxable income in the here and now and it takes time because it depreciates and that's what you claim as an expense, not the actual purchase of the vehicle. Uh, they're like, oh, well, what if I bloody buy this or I buy that? And uh, eventually they kind of run out of suggestions of what they might try and do. And there are obviously boundaries to the law and our clients, we're very lucky, don't push those. Uh, but of course, there are always people out there who will try and take a system to its absolute boundaries and to its parameters and see what they can get away with. But there are very stringent rules in New Zealand and you get in a lot of trouble if you're evading tax. So we try and encourage people to think about their mindset when it comes to their attitude towards tax. And I've then had to figure out how to do the same as well because as I've started to earn more, you have come full circle, right? So you're basically going from having next to no income and not been able to afford to get to and from bloody Waiheke or go to any of those wineries, to then seeing some of your clients go on Christmas parties via a chopper to some of these um, wineries and you're like, fuck, you know, wow, that's uh, that's pretty eye-opening. And You've got to then encourage yourself to think about okay, how am I going to think about these long term? If you start doing well, and I think one of the big problems for New Zealanders, because I appreciate that a lot of people uh, listening to this won't get to that hundred eighty percent, hundred and eighty thousand dollar income, so therefore have to experience that thirty nine percent tax bracket. But it's thirty three percent above seventy thousand as well, and these things could change. But you know, then you start getting in that trap of like, oh well, I'm earning a hundred grand, but for everybody, dollar above seventy thousand, I'm getting taxed at thirty three percent, and fucking, what's the point? You know, I'm uh, I'm losing one third of my income, and um, you know, you can see how people get into that mindset, and and we hear it all the time, and we've had to almost like retrain some of our clients away from thinking about that and just going right. Oh, you know, it's a good thing to be paying tax. It means that you're making a profit, and. Where else could we be? What else could we be talking about right now? What What are you doing about your prospects? When was the last time you chased up your leads? Uh, what are you going to do with that money once you get it? Why are you in business? You know, why did you start with this? And and remove some of the the shit that starts getting planted in our heads because we're we're looking for like oh what? like oh, this is just all against me and and all of these types of things. Now, uh, two of the goals that I had, and I'll do a money mail about this. You'll see this one tomorrow, I think, which would be the twenty fifth of. March, I'm pretty sure I'll release it then, uh, unless something comes up that I want to talk about in the meantime, but two of my goals, so one was to get into that top tax bracket and actually start paying 39% tax, because I thought, well fuck, if only two in a hundred people are doing that, then you must have to be pretty bloody good to get into that, so that looks like a really good challenge, I'd love that challenge, I'd love to figure out what does it take, what do you have to take to the marketplace to be able to pay 39% tax and be able to contribute to the tax base at that sort of rate and so I got excited by it and thought fuck you know that, that's what I'm chasing that now um, and ultimately I'll, well, I'll explain this in a second actually because I'll get go on a tangent if I go down that path now uh, and then secondly the other part of that is that I wanted to pay more tax than what my entire income was when I was working in my last role So I thought that eventually I should be able to look at my my IR and look at what tax I'm going to pay for the year and see that that total tax bill for Luke Kimmys is greater than what my income was when I was the 2016 or 2017 version of myself working in my job because then I would know, well, I've had a bloody good crack, haven't I? And I have really gone through the journey of that was my ceiling once, was what my income target was, 100K. Thought, fuck, if I do that, you would have heard me talk about this. If I had done that, I'd be absolutely clocking it. Then I walked away from it and I thought, well, actually, why don't I try and figure out if I could pay more tax than that? And that was then the journey that I was going on. So I was giving myself, again, a bigger target, much like trying to save 100 grand from absolute uh, you know failed attempts in previous previous lives and well not previous lives previous years and so now I'm thinking okay well everyone's whinging about paying tax so I should probably stay away from that because that's gonna that's gonna distract me that's gonna fuck me up and that's probably not gonna lead to more successful behavior and more successful actions is it so let's get comfortable with paying heaps of tax and own the fact that that could happen because the, the path that I want to go on that's going to be inevitable and then oh well, shit if only two in a hundred people are doing it I want to do it to figure out how to do it so that I can help teach some other people to do it because to go back to the start, like I said, a lot of Americans would laugh at us and go, <laughs> 180 grand, like I've seen them talking about us going, oh, you don't want to go there, it's a low income country, um, they don't know how to make any money, it's a, it's a poor country and they don't they don't make any good coin down there and I'm like, wow, really? Okay, but you and I wouldn't think like that, we'd be like, well, oh, no, hang on, everyone's doing pretty well, everyone seems to be pretty happy and... You know, if you earn over 70 grand, you're in the nearly the top tax bracket, so the fuck are those Americans talking about? But the way that they've been brought up and the scale to which they live, they're going <laughs> 180k, really? So my view is always, as I've taught you, what can I learn, and then what can I teach? How can I give the value back? So I wanted to get myself to that top 2%, but now really it's probably only like a 3.5% because... Um, like I said there's 44,000 more, more. gee that's a mouthful, 44,000 more people paying that top tax bracket than what they anticipated. So I'm going to try and keep working myself to the the 1% tax bracket and I do, I appreciate that at this stage now I start to uh, risk sounding like one of those people that you got told to don't listen to and avoid and they're greedy and all these types of things but again like this was how I used to think too. So I've then had to go through that whole journey of figuring out whether there's any truth to that shit. But I'm sure you can appreciate and hear the uh, genuineness of my voice where I say that I try and do these things so that I can um, go and reteach them as well. And I like the challenge and I like the build and it keeps me hungry, it keeps me driven, it keeps me um, you know going. But there could be a time where I just decide like, fuck all this. Like, I was actually at the gym the other day and I was watching between sets these guys play darts, and they get paid a shitload of money because they're really good at what they do. But I thought, fuck, maybe I want to have a crack at that one day. Just just bin all of this stuff, just completely just go off the map and get really good at darts. Now, I don't even play darts, and I've had a little go. I'm not very good at it. Well, not very good. Like I'm atrocious at darts. But I sort of looked, and I thought, that's the sort of sport that I reckon I could commit tens of thousands of hours to over time. I don't actually, is that going to be statistically possible? We have to be careful when I started it. But I feel like I could stand there and get like addicted to that and just keep getting better and better. But um, maybe I can't because I've only got limited vision in one of my eyes. So it might restrict me from being able to do that. So uh, why do I tell you that? Well, that's, I guess for now, this is the path I'm on. But what I'm saying is that these things could change for me and they may no longer excite me at some stage, but um, I don't know. But for, for now, whilst they do, I want to be able to reteach some of the things that I'm learning as I go through this. And this is obviously what Keep the Change is about and what these 30 and 30 lessons are about as well. But um, if uh, you want to have a game of darts at some stage or tell me how hard it is to actually get good at darts, it's probably a good wake-up call for me just to stay away from that stupid idea. But like I say, I'm very good at... Um, looking at distractions and going, ooh, maybe I should try and do that but that's probably not something that I should be focusing on my time on because I know that to get really, really good it probably requires a lifetime of work. Now, uh, the other thing I was going to talk about before and I didn't because I was going to go down a rabbit hole is that uh, to get to uh, sort of like top 1% income I need to go away once we've got some new data at the end of this 2022 financial year and figure out what a top 1% income is in New Zealand. Now, I'd imagine it's probably above maybe 250000 I don't know. But um, one of the things that I did, and I think I learned this from Bob Proctor, maybe, and a talk that he did, is I carry around a card, and what that card has is it has a target on it of income, and I have a target of net worth. And then I have a target for my KiwiSaver slash my retirement type assets. And at the bottom of it, it um, has a saying from Bob Proctor and I feel like I'll get this wrong. Um, no, I shouldn't have said that because that's probably going to make me get it wrong. I think what it says is that the money you earn is tied to your ability to do it and the number of people that can do it, something like that. So basically, the amount of money we can earn is tied to how good we are at something and then the scarcity at which people can access it. So if we're really good at something but so are a million people, well, you're probably not going to earn a whole heap of money there. So what it's basically teaching you is that if you want to earn a lot of money, which to become a one percenter or a two percenter or a three percenter, or even like a five percenter, you've got to think about okay, what are five what are those people doing? And who are those people? And what is it that is the common theme? What Bob's basically telling us and teaching us without us having to go away and figure all that shit out, is that if we want to be in those top percentages, then it's going to be tied to how well we can do something and how few people there are that can do that so very very simple but you want to pull this card out every now and then and just jog your memory where are you going what are you targeting what are your goals and um, I had heard him talk about this a few times and I thought I'll do that at some stage I'll do it at some stage and now uh, I finally it was a long time ago now finally did it and I wrote it down, and it made me think about it, and then I put it in my wallet, and every now and then I pull it out. I haven't really showed anyone, and I actually showed my girlfriend at dinner the other day. I handed it to her. I was like, you ever seen that I've got this just random piece of card in my wallet? And she just, she's not surprised anymore. She's like, mate, you're just fucking, you're off the charts, mate. I just don't know what's wrong with you anymore. Um, but, you know, I know that I am on the path to a, probably two of those, but there's three there, and I've, it's making me think when I look at it, okay, what am I doing to actually get closer to this? And it reminds me, okay, well then, to be able to build a net worth or build assets, I've got to keep saving that 40%, I've got to uh, invest in different things, I've got to be looking for opportunities, I can't just expect it to happen, and much like i try and do in my 20s, when's my chance going to come? When's my time going to come? Uh, when... When are all these things going to happen for me? That people say, "Oh, Luke, uh, yeah, he's a great kid. Like he's going to go a long way." We, when, we fucking long way starting. You know, I've never, never bloody driven down a long way. I can't find it. What is going on here? It still requires me to do the things to ensure that I make those things happen. So there we go. There's a little bit about the old top tax bracket. Now I've called it the top tax bracket because uh, I just wanted to explain a little bit of the mindset around getting into that top tax bracket and becoming comfortable with it because. If you go down a path of making more income or uh, getting getting a pay rise, you're going to get people bombarded with like, oh fuck, there's no point, you know, you buddy, you just end up getting taxed more and stuff and you just want to be ready for that because if you grab onto that stuff, it could be the difference between you asking for a pay rise or actually progressing further down your career path and holding on to other people's ideas and um, things and thoughts around how taxes work and stuff and and their belief systems, because you want to set your own, and you want to figure out what you want, and then what path you've got to go down to get to those things, rather than just accepting that, okay, uh, I could just listen to what everybody says here, and yeah, you know, bugger it, I'm, I'm not going to work hard, or I'm not going to try and figure out how to provide any more value, because I'm just going to, I'm just going to learn, you know, if, you, if you're working at that place, for instance, and you're getting paid over 70 grand, What's the point of bloody trying to find that employee for that CEO? Because you're going to get paid three grand, but then you're going to lose a third of it to tax. Fuck, there's not even any point. Like, really? Like, but what if it's five minutes of work for you? Wouldn't that be so exciting to know, wow, that was the fastest I ever made two grand after tax, you know, once I even lost my third to tax. and I've still got two grand here, and I didn't even expect to earn this, so you know what, I'm going to invest it. Uh, and I'm going to invest it for the long term, or I'm going to put it into my KiwiSaver, or I'm going to buy something that is going to reward me or I'm going to do something really smart with this and you know it fires you up but that's obviously for each to their own to to figure out and um, you know that's that's not for me to tell you how that's going to work. I hope you have enjoyed that lesson that has been a little bit of a, a different one but that's probably just again a little bit more of my mindset of how I've had to learn to think about these things differently and often what I will teach clients about too, especially if they start to whinge about tax. And I just don't want that convo to go on for too long because I'm their accountant. I'm there to tell them the rules and how these things work as such. I'm not there to have a half an hour whinge about how uh, these tax brackets are so unfair and all this sort of stuff. Like, sure, I'll have opinions on those things, but if I scale that conversation by a hundred and something clients, you know, am I going to get any work done? Are we all going to move forward? Or are we all just going to live below the line and blame, excuse, deny and not actually want to get out there and add more value into the economy because that's what happens. The more you earn, it's it's derived by the value that you're putting into the economy and therefore the consequence of that is that you've got to pay some tax as well. So we might as well suck it up and just get it done.